Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey, so today I really want to talk to you. I want to talk to you if you are have ever really thought about like starting a business or the thought of it really scares you. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Listen, if you, I'm going to say this, okay? I'm going to say this as, I guess, as kind as possible. Um if you want to start doing things that you're normally not used to doing, because that's something that women tell me, right? Like, oh, you know, I, I want to start this thing. I have this idea. But a lot of times we're not able to really start doing those things because we haven't changed our habits. So if you want to start whatever it is, if you if it's a business, um, if you want to start I don't know, coaching, whatever it is that you desire to do in your heart, write a book, whatever that looks like for you, you have to change some of your habits. And so it could be different for everyone. But one thing I can tell you is that if you desire to um, start doing things right that are out of your comfort zone, you definitely have to change some of your habits. So Here's what I want to talk about. I want to ask you if the thought of starting a business scares you. If you've ever thought about, man, I could re- be really good at whatever that looks like for you, right? Maybe you have a natural gift. Maybe you have a talent that you are amazing at. I mean, It could be that you are great at writing and you could actually teach people how to be a great writer. It could be that you have some kind of expertise, right? There's an area of authority that you have that you could really help people with. And like I said, whatever that looks like for you, my question is, does it scare you? Does it scare you to think about what that would look like. So one of the things about starting a business, right, is that oftentimes we will have these beliefs that will hold us back. Like you're not good enough. You can't do that. Why? Because when you are stepping into something new, 
when you're stepping into something new, it's really scary, right? It's really scary. But when you're also stepping into something new and you're not used to doing that thing, right? Because part of starting a business is that you have to start doing a lot of things different and you have to take yourself super serious. Now, I don't mean that you can't be yourself and be silly and whatever, but there's a time for that. But you have to you have to really take what you're doing serious. And I'm speaking specifically to those of you who maybe you're just starting out on your journey of being an entrepreneur or having a business. Maybe you've been doing it. Maybe you're scared, whatever it is, right? Because everybody's different. But if for you, you have decided that you want to start a business. And the thing is that in today's like culture, like our society today, there's a lot of online businesses, which are awesome. And I think that a lot of people want to say that they're an entrepreneur. A lot of people want to say that because it sounds cool. Uh, so when, when you kind of step into that journey, like you have to take yourself so serious when it comes to, okay, I'm starting this thing and I need to look at it like this is a serious thing that I'm doing here. This is not a hobby. And what I mean by that is that when you are on your entrepreneurial journey, when you're starting a business, you're going to have a lot of fears. You're going to have a lot of thoughts that will try to hold you back. Thoughts that like, you're not good enough. You can't do that. And you start to get scared because the truth is when you haven't done something, and if you are an entrepreneur, you've been in business for a while, you're probably going to resonate with what I'm saying because you've been there, right? You have had those fears because I think that we all have them. I have a lot of women in my circle that are entrepreneurs and we all have some fears, right? To some extent. But the thing is that when you start really stepping into, all right, this is what I'm doing. This is what I want the structure of my business to be. Then you begin to just not get used to it, but you begin to get better. So you start to master certain things in your business, right? Now, here's what I want to say. If you have that fear, but you know that, man, you would be really good at doing this thing, right? And if you know that about yourself, then the only thing that's really stopping you from actually stepping into that, from actually starting that business is you. And why do I say that? I say that because if you know, like, I'm really good at this, I have expertise in this area, or I know that I could help people, but I just need some help to put this together, right? And you know that you can be so amazing at that specific thing, but you don't do it, then you are the one that's holding yourself back. Now, look, don't get me wrong, okay? A lot of times, yes, there's been a lot of things that have happened in our life, right? Maybe you've had a lot of setbacks in your life. 
So maybe like financially, you just don't see how you could possibly invest in starting a business. So there could be things like, yeah, legitimately, maybe you would think I can't do that because there's all these things that are working against me. But I'm going to tell you something. When you decide I'm going to start a business, you have to be so hungry for it. Like, seriously, you have to be so hungry for it, because if you're not hungry for starting that thing and it might not be a business, it might be something different for you. Right. Everybody's different. I, you know, as a coach, I talk to different women who come to me with different ideas or maybe they know they know that there's more for them, but they don't know what those how to put it together, because starting something is like. I have this idea, but I don't know what to do with it. It's kind of like when you have a baby and they put the baby in your hands and you're like, oh, what do I do with this? Right. So. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it is a scary thing when you start. Right. Whatever that is, a business or whatever that is for you. You have this idea and you're like, dang, I know I can help people, but what do I do with it? So you have to really take that serious and look at it and not get scared because you don't see the full outcome, because that's the thing about starting a business. You don't see the full outcome. You don't. It's like really seriously, you're doing things in faith. You don't see the full outcome. You don't see what's going to happen. You don't see what's going to happen a year later. You don't see it. So you've got to really take it serious and know that going into starting a business, going into starting your entrepreneurial journey, you're not going to see the full picture and you have to be okay with that because starting a business is scary. And like I was saying earlier, you have to change some of your habits. So right. One, you have to take it serious. It's not a hobby. And two, you have to change your habits because, and I, and I learned this not from having a business, but I learned this from being in business school um, for like, I was in business school for almost four years and I was doing it online because I was a mom and that's just what worked. That's what made sense for me. There was no one there to hold me accountable, right? To tell me, Hey, You've got to do your work. Your your assignments are due because the way that the way that it worked at the university I was in was that our professors would give us a syllabus obviously when the class starts, but then they would also give us our assignment, whatever assignments we had. And it was super intensive, but they would give you your assignment here's what you got to do. And if you have questions, reach out to your professor. This is you by Sunday um, at 11 p.m. And that's kind of how it went. And so, yeah, if you didn't turn in your assignment, some professors would reach out to you, but others wouldn't, right? Because you're an adult, right? It's your job to take it serious. So I learned from being in business school online that it was up to me to take it's serious because there was, there was going to be no one to hold my hand. Right. So 
that's the thing about having a business. Like, yeah, you might, you might end up being mentored by someone who maybe is a business coach or something, and they might hold your hand, but for the most part, this is your thing. So if you desire to start a business, if you desire to start that thing and you're like having all these thoughts, but you know, you know that you would be so good at this. You have an idea and you know that you would be so good at this and you desire to start a business. And you know that you would be good at it. You know, you would help other people and you're not doing it. Then the person that's holding you back is you, right? You often see me if you follow me on social media or you listen, obviously you listen to the, to the podcast, but you, I ask a lot, like what's holding you back? Why do I ask that? Because I have been that person that held myself back for so freaking long. And I focused on all the wrong things. I, you know, honestly, I'll be real with you. I had depression for a long time. I had anxiety and I had depression for a long time. And even though I had depression, I really felt like there's, there's more for me. And that frustrated me. It frustrated me to know that there was more for me, but I was too scared to do it. Or I was listening to other people, you know, tell me their opinions for my life. Um, And as someone who I'll be real, I made a lot of mistakes, right? I did a lot of wrong things. And I think because of that, people didn't take me serious. So Here's what I'll I'll say. If you are that person that you have made a lot of mistakes, you maybe didn't do things according to other people's standards, and maybe you just didn't meet up to the expectations of other people. Maybe people still look at you that way. They don't take you serious. And so that really fills you with anxiety and it scares you. I want to tell you something. Don't wait for people to take you serious. Those people that aren't taking you serious, they, I'm going to be brutal right now, but they are irrelevant to where you're going. Truthfully, they could be your family and we love our family, but they are irrelevant to where you're going because if they're not taking you serious, that's okay. You just going to have to like love them from afar. And I'm just being honest with you. You guys know I'm not sugar. I'm not here to sugarcoat anything, right? I'm here to be real with you and be honest because, you know, that's one thing I've learned as an entrepreneur, um, as a businesswoman, like I'm not here to wait for people to take me serious. So that's what I want to tell you. If you struggle with that, you secretly, right? I say secretly because we don't always want to tell people what's going on. I feel like, you know, God has uniquely positioned me to be super transparent and vulnerable. So I'm okay, like sharing that, um, that I had those struggles, but if that's you and you're like, you know, I, people don't take me serious because of what I've done. That's why you hear me talk a lot about holding on to your past mistakes and how they don't define you because it's true. So if you have that struggle where you have not done things in a conventional way, I'll say it that way, you have maybe done things that people are like, what the hell's wrong with you? You've maybe you've had some bad chapters in your life. And because of that, people don't take you serious. Don't wait for people to take you serious. Okay. 
It's not your job to make people take you serious. You're not here to convince people to take you serious. You show up and you take yourself serious, right? Yes, acknowledge what you've done. Acknowledge that maybe you haven't done things conventionally, whatever that means, right? According to people's standards. Acknowledge that, okay, I've made some mistakes. And then understand that you're not that person because we are constantly evolving. And I say that to my clients a lot. We are constantly evolving. We are constantly growing and changing. Okay. People say that people don't change, but that is not true. We do change. We do change. So you've got to start taking yourself serious and stop trying to make people take you serious. Because what I have learned about people is that people, they're always going to have something to say, whether it is that you're doing something good or something bad, people are going to find something to say. And, and it is what it is, right? So don't wait for people to take you serious. You got to show up as that person who is like, this is where I'm going right? Let's talk about like when you get in the car, I'm one of those people that needs a GPS pretty much everywhere I go, especially having moved to Texas at the beginning of this year. Um, I needed a GPS because I didn't know where I was going. And I'm not going to lie, going on the, we call it the expressway in Chicago, but down here in Texas, people call it the freeway. So whichever one you call it or the highway, whichever one, um, I'm not kidding. The expressway is really different from Chicago. Like you could get lost so easy over here in Texas. So I needed a GPS. I, it's been like a, almost a year already, pretty much a year. And I finally stopped using the GPS to take my kids to school. <laughs> um, so that's kind of like what it is when you decide that you want to start a business, all right, I'm talking about business right now, or you can apply this to something else, but maybe school, right? So if you decide that you want to start something, you have a vision, you have a vision for what it is, you know that you could help people, you know that you could do something amazing, and you're just kind of going, right? You're not looking ahead to who you are going to be or where you are going or what you desire the outcome to be. If that's helping people and having a business, maybe you feel in your heart, like you could be a coach, right? And I know there's so many coaches out there, but I want you to know that there's something that God has uniquely put inside of you, something that God has uniquely gifted you with. And so for you, you have to kind of see that up ahead, up ahead to where you are going, like when you're driving and the GPS is telling you, okay, you got to go here and you got to go here. You better believe I take that GPS serious because if I don't, I'm going to get lost. I mean, it'll reroute me, right? But if you get what I'm saying, like your GPS should be where you're going. You should have a GPS for where you're going a GPS for your life. Because if you don't have that, you're 
gonna like when you hear people say stuff, it's just gonna distract you and discourage you. Um, so you've got to take yourself serious and don't wait for people to take you serious because the truth is, I'm going to be honest with you. Other people sometimes don't even take themselves serious, literally. Okay. Because when people have like, I want to do this and I want to do that. And wouldn't it be awesome if I could do this? And they just talk about it, right? They talk about it a lot. I'm going to do this one day and I'm going to do this one day and they don't do it. They're not taking themselves serious. You've got to take yourself serious and you can't wait for other people to take you serious, right? And so if you desire to start a business, right, you know that there's something that you can do what are you doing right now to actually research what that looks like? Because you have the power within yourself to start putting some of these things in place. Even if right now you don't know what it's going to look like, even if right now you have no idea how to start a business, that's okay. Because sometimes you just got to change some of your habits, right? Stop watching Netflix. Sorry, I'm just going to say it. Just, you know, block out an hour to research this idea that you have. And this is why, let me just tell you, this is why it is so important that you invest in yourself so that you can have accountability. Because listen, I'm really good at being disciplined. I can get up early. That's how I finished writing my book. Um, I can get up early. And I can do the things that I need to do. And like I was saying earlier, I really believe that that this was instilled in me from being in business school all those years and not having someone hold my hand to do that. So obviously, this came with a lot of years of being able to start doing those things, right, without having someone hold your hand. Um, because online school is like, they just give you a bicycle and they maybe might show you how to use it once or twice, but then you're on your own, right? Because you're an adult. So I'm really good at that. I'm really good at getting up and just doing what I got to do. And, but there's some areas in my life where I need accountability, like eating healthy. Maybe I could do better in the working out area of my life, right? (laughs) So there are certain areas where I do need accountability. And so there's nothing wrong with it. And I wish that we could stop having this like weird thinking about there's something wrong with you. If you go, oh, get a coach or a mentor, you go ask for help. If you want to be successful, you're going to need a mentor for not just business, but like different areas of your life, right? Because we're not meant to do things by ourselves. We weren't created to do things by ourselves. That's why the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And you can't be afraid to, you know, you can't be afraid that, oh, people are going to judge you or what are people going to think? Or I'm supposed to have it all together. We, we don't all have it all together. We're a work in process. And the people that make you think that they have it all together, they don't. <laughs> They don't, they really don't. So that's what I I really want to share with you today. It's like, you know, it's okay. 
So we need to stop having this weird thinking that, oh, I can't ask for help. What is my family going to think if I hire a life coach or a business coach or whatever? Don't get me wrong. There's people out there that really, they, they aren't really there for you to help you, but you got to find the right ones. And if you're a person that prays, you got to pray and ask God to align you with the right mentors because the right mentors are going to help you be successful. And I'm telling you this from experience, this whole year, I invested in myself and I invested in my business. And I'll be really honest with you. It was a stretch for me to do those things. It was a huge stretch. We had just transitioned. Um, It was a huge stretch. But, you know, one of the things is that because I did those things, I have literally laid the foundation for my business. And I am still a work in process. And I'm also not waiting, though, for people to take me serious. So can you take yourself serious and not have it all together? Absolutely. Okay. So I want to share that with you because I really wish that in, in the Latino community, we would absolutely stop having these negative thoughts and being critical about Oh, why are you going to that person? Um, whatever. And can I just be honest? Can I be honest? Are you are you going to be mad at me if I say this? Don't get mad at me, okay? <laughs> I'm going to just say this, all right? Because I actually aired an episode on this. And maybe at some point I will talk about this. I have to be real careful talking about this because, you know, it involves other people. But I'll just say it like this growing up and i think in in the latino community culture however you want to put it it's a little bit more normal than than other cultures but growing up you know i saw people in my family the women in my family going to curanderas tarot cards all that stuff and listen that's not my cup of tea i'll just put it that way um as a person who before my faith walk I was like all into new age and manifestations and all that. I'll tell you right now that just kind of had me on a hamster wheel, really got me nowhere. So all of that stuff, when people in our culture think someone's doing brujeria or something, what do they do? What do they do? Or when people have a problem and they want to know something. What do they do? They want to go get their cards read, right? Que les tengan las cartas or tarot cards. Now, if you are a believer like myself, if you're a faith-filled mujer, you know that we don't mess with that stuff, right? And that's a whole other episode, but I'm just going to be real. So what happens? And I'll be honest, I've gone to those places, right? That's how I grew up. That was normal to me. So it was normal, right? But what happens when you do that? You go there and they you pay them, right? You pay them to go get your cards read. You pay them so that you can go ask them what's wrong with your life. You want to know what's going to happen. Maybe you want to know whatever, whatever it is, right? I could like literally make a whole episode on that. 
But people go to these places, right? Que le hagan una limpia, right? Like how many of you guys, especially in our Latino community, have ever had a limpia? We we probably have all done it. I mean, as a little kid, um, my mom used to have us get limpias, right? If, if you don't speak Spanish or if you aren't, don't consider yourself Latina or Latino, um, a limpia is just really, you're cleansing yourself of like, I guess, negative energy, if you want to say it that way. Um, so ever since we were little, ever since I can remember, um, I mean, it's actually, I have a funny story. So is it cool with you guys if I throw in a story in there? Um, I have a funny story, but I just remember that we would go to my aunt's house and my mom and her sister would, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I wasn't going to talk about this, but it's cool. It's kind of funny actually, but my mom and her sister would tell us to go in the bathroom because they had a surprise for us, I think. And we would come out and this man who was a family friend would just start cleaning us, limpiando, right? Doing the limpia. And we would be so scared. Um, it's just, it brought me back to that. And that's that's how I'm sharing that because that's how normal this was in, in my family, okay? Um, but anyway, just going back to what I was saying. So we see that as normal, right? When I've worked with a lot of like Latino people, Mexican people. So we see that as normal when you hear someone say, Oh, you know, I think they're doing witchcraft. Creo que me están haciendo brujería. I'm going to go to this person so they could tell me what's going on. Tell me what's wrong. Tell me who did this to me, right? And we don't see something wrong with that. We think, oh, they're just getting help. But then why, when it comes to a mentor or a coach, do we see something wrong with that? And I'm saying we because I... I used to think like that, right? Like it was just a bunch of hype, but it's not. Seriously, it's not. So so let's stop being critical of people saying, I need a mentor, I need a coach. Let's stop being critical of that. Because listen, I can tell you right now that, oh my gosh, I know quite a bit, actually not quite a bit. I know a lot of coaches because once you start getting into a profession, you start to attract the same kind of people as you. So if you've been attracting the wrong kind of people, you've been attracting negative Nancy's, think about why your thought process is the way that it is. So you got to definitely surround yourself with the right type of people, right? So anyway, I just wanted to mention that because I just think it's so interesting that that we can be so critical of something, but not think anything's wrong with another thing. And whatever your beliefs are, because I know that, you know, not everyone who listens to this maybe believes in God. And that's fine. Like, I still love you. I, I'm never here to push my beliefs on you. I'm just keeping it real, right? Like I've said before, if you even like me a little bit, if you find something about me that that you love or you like, I've gotten to know so many listeners, like literally. Um, I mean, we started doing like cafecito hangout night and I've gotten to know a lot of you, a lot, a lot of women, like you guys reach out to me on Instagram. Um, if you're not following me on Instagram, um, my handle is at 
at the fearless woman podcast. So, so I, like, I have gotten to know so many different women, right. And I know that not all of you share the same beliefs, right. As me, when it comes to God and that's fine. But like I've said before, if you even like me a little bit, it is because of God, because I was all jacked up back in the day. So anyway, I'm never here to push my beliefs. But anyway, like I was saying, let's stop being critical of things. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about is um, if you are a mujer who is in direct sales, okay, you might get mad at me. I'm just letting you know right now that you might get mad at me, but that's okay. Listen, just love me and give me grace. I'm just going to keep it real with you on this, on, on today, on this episode. Okay. Um, so if you are doing direct sales, I have done direct sales. I loved, let me tell you what I loved about doing direct sales. I loved the community. I loved the sisterhood. I loved that so much. I loved that we would, especially the the leader, the manager that I had, she was amazing. Like she would have breakfast for us. She would take us to restaurants. She would give us coach wallets and purses. She was amazing. She would go all out for Christmas parties. I loved, I loved it. And I, I sold jewelry I was, I literally had my hostesses who would book parties. This was before that certain virus came around. I mean, this was, ooh, this was over a decade ago, but I had my hostesses that were my regulars. They would book regular parties with me and I loved it. I got fed for free. I got to have free wine and I got to play with jewelry and it was amazing. And what I loved about it was that I was helping women feel beautiful. Like they didn't really need those necklaces or those earrings, but I was helping them feel beautiful. And I loved that. And so that's one of my gifts is that I have always loved to help women. I have always loved helping women feel beautiful and know that like there was more for them. Okay. So here's the thing about direct sales. And I'm just going to say this. I could see why you would be attracted to direct sales. And I'm not knocking what you're doing. But let me just say this. The people that are buying your products aren't buying your products because they love your products so much. You might have really good products, okay? I have tried different vitamins and different things from direct sales companies, makeup. I've, I've tried it all. Um, not all, but I've tried a lot of things. So I've tried a lot of different products. I don't want to mention them, but I have, and I, I have loved, I have loved trying some of those things. In fact, when I had really bad depression, I also had really, really severe, bad anxiety. And there was a vitamin that I used to take from a direct sales company look, I don't know if it was a placebo, but it used to help me calm down. So this vitamin helps you calm down. And I needed it because I was working at a salon and I would get really bad anxiety to the point that I I felt like I was going to have a panic attack. And these vitamins would just kind of, I don't know what it was, but they would calm me down. So people aren't buying your product. If you're in direct sales right now, people aren't buying your product because they are so in love with it. 
we are living in a time where the market is so watered down and saturated. We're like, we're seeing how many ads do you see? Think about that. How many things do you see? How many people do you see posting stuff about they have a sale? There's a product. There's so much, right? There's so much being thrown at us so fast, so fast that we can't even process it sometimes. People aren't buying your products because they're so in love with it. Okay. Can I be honest with you? They're buying it because of who you are. They're buying it because they feel connected to you. They're buying it because they like you. That's why they're buying your product. It's because of you. You could sell jewelry. You could sell vitamins. You could sell whatever it is, right? Makeup. They're buying it because of you. And because of you, they're like, all right, well, let me see what else this company has. That's why direct sales companies do that because they know that they know that you have a whole network of people. Sometimes you're, you're trying to offer something to someone that they really don't want or need. Right. And so it's not that people don't want to like get better or do better. It's just that sometimes you're trying to give them something that they really don't need. But what I want to tell you is that for you, if you're in direct sales, okay, don't get mad at me because I'm just, I'm just being honest with you this morning. But if you're in direct sales, they're buying the products because of you. And I want you to just think ahead of, think ahead from like this direct sales business, because I know how it is when you're in direct sales, you are so like excited about your products. And I'm not saying that you don't make money because I have made money in direct sales. I have been able to like feed my family, go to places. Like I, like I said, I, I did it for a while. I was even like creating my downline. I was a leader in training. So I was all in. Okay. I was all in. I was meeting some of the quotas. I was getting free stuff because of it. And I was also queen of sales. So, so I'm not like, I was all in. So I get it when you're all in and I'm not knocking what you're doing. Okay. Especially like if you're making money, that's how you're eating girl, do your thing. I am never going to knock what you're doing. However, I will say this. I want you to think ahead. Think ahead of like out of this direct sales business that you're a part of. There is so much more that you have to offer. What would you do without this direct sales business? Because a lot of times that's what happens when we're doing direct sales. We start to think this is all there is. There's, I don't want to do anything else. You're like sold out, right? And it's fine. It's good. But what would you do if something happened to that direct sales business? Would you just go to another direct sales business and now try to sell someone a different product? Because once people start buying a certain product, usually they want it again, right? So you'll get repeat customers, which is great. But the reason I'm sharing this is because the company I was part of, they had actually gone bankrupt one morning. Like one morning, they decided they were just going to close their doors. And they announced it on social media and 
people were mad. Like, I mean, there were women making a lot of money because that company had like the million million dollar club or something. I mean, there were people making so much money and like I could just go deeper into like into like talking about direct sales. But for the purpose of this episode, I want to just ask you. Aside when you're outside of this direct sales thing. What is it that you bring to the table? Because you are bringing something to the table. If you have customers, if you have a downline, if you are making money, you're bringing something to the table, something unique, something that only you can bring to the table. So what is it that you're bringing to the table? Ask yourself, what what am I bringing to the table? Why are people buying from me? Why are people like wanting this for me? Why are they answering my messages? What is it about me? What, what is it about me that is attracting people to me? And I want you to start seeing yourself like that. Like you are bringing so much more to the table and these products, they're not buying the products because they're so in love with them. I mean, maybe there are, there's some hardcore direct salespeople, but No, girl, they are buying the products because of you. So what are you bringing to the table? Think about that. What could you bring to the table that could be your thing? And I'm going to leave you with that thought. And like I said, this wasn't like to downplay or minimize or whatever, right? If you're in direct sales, because I know some of you are that listen to this podcast. This is not to knock what you're doing. I would never do that. I love seeing women, you know, pursue, pursue things that excite them, that they're passionate about. But I just want you to think a little bit further. Like, if you're in direct sales, what is that? What is that that you're bringing to the table? Because you are bringing something to the table. There is something inside of you, something that you have been uniquely gifted with that is allowing you to create that trust with women, that is allowing you to create that ongoing relationship with women. What is it about you? And I want you to really think about that. Now, here's the other thing. If you are a mujer that's purpose-driven, right? And I know if you're listening to this episode and you have a business or you want to start a business or you are in direct sales, you are purpose-driven, you are committed, you're coachable, right? Because especially if you're in direct sales, usually you are a coachable person because you have a mentor um, or a leader or a manager, whatever they call it in your company, you have that and they're they are the ones like mentoring you so you can be successful with your with your business um so if that's you right you're purpose driven you're coachable and committed and you have ideas you're like yeah what am i bringing to the table oh yeah what is it what is it that there's more about me that i could do beyond this direct sales thing or i know that i could 
have a successful business. I know that I could help people. I have something to bring to the table. If you have something to bring to the table and you're scared or you're like, I don't even know where to start, right? Looking ahead from this direct sales thing, what could I bring to the table? So the question in general is what could I bring to the table? If that's you and your purpose-driven, coachable, and committed, I want to talk to you. Seriously, I want to have a serious conversation with you. Because one of the things that I love to help women with is really help them see what they have to bring to the table. Okay, because those are the women that I attract. I attract women who are like, yeah, there's more that I have to bring to the table. I attract women who are ready to take themselves serious. And trust me, I've had to take myself serious. Okay. I wouldn't be here if I didn't. So if that's you, I want to talk to you. I, I would love to have a conversation with you. Uh, you can DM me on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also schedule a cafecito call. Go to fearlessmujer.com, click on coaching. I want to talk to you. And also, I want to let you guys know because I've had women who have been reaching out to me. Uh, so I had started the masterminds at the beginning of this year. And then I was writing my book and I was working with one-on-one clients. But I did want to let you know that the mastermind is opening up in a few weeks. So I'm going to do it a little bit different this time where you're going to have access to like the very foundational things right away. So you won't have to like wait for a date. You can actually access those modules right away, those training videos right away. And then we're going to jump in and start diving into like your confidence. We're going to start diving into what it is that you have to bring to the table where I'm even going to do a topic or a topic. I'm even going to do like a mastermind, like a evening session about boundaries. So, because let me tell you as an entrepreneur, as a business person, girl, you need boundaries. You really, really need them. If you do not have boundaries when it comes to your business, it's going to be really hard for people to take you serious. So you got to let your boundaries be known off the top. Okay. So if that's you, your purpose-driven, coachable, committed, you know that you bring a lot to the table. I want to talk to you because if that is you, you would be such a good fit for this mastermind. So I would love to have that conversation with you. You can also go to my bio on Instagram at the Fearless Mohead Podcast, and there is an application for this mastermind, okay? And I'm going to do it a little different where I would always just have people come in at a certain time. I'm just going to, if you if you are a good fit for this mastermind, you can jump in. You can like just jump in right away. So this will be open for you. So anyway, if that's you, girl, please hit me up on Instagram. I would love to chat with you. You can comment. If you're watching this in the podcast community, you can comment in the, you know, below in the comments. (laughs) But hey, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope that you just continue to stay inspired and empowered. And please know that I'm always here. Have a wonderful week. God bless. 
Hey girl, wasn't that episode so empowering and inspiring? Hey, do me a favor, share this episode with the women in your life because something powerful happens when we lift each other up. You can share this episode with your amigas by texting them the link, posting it on social, and you can also tag me in your stories on IG at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. I'll make sure to give you a shout out. Hey, guess what? I am currently building the Fearless Mujer Network and I would love for you to come be a founding member. It is a more intimate space where you will get exclusive resources coaching, mentoring, giveaways, and so much more. You can come be a part of that network by going to rebrand.ly forward slash fearless muhead network. And if you miss that link, don't worry. It's in the show notes. It'll take you right there. Hey, if you have been looking for more support, you need clarity when it comes to pursuing your goals and your dreams. Maybe you have a lot of ideas or maybe you feel a little bit held back. Wherever it is that I can serve you, I would love to be there to guide you, to support you. So connect with me. Schedule a 30-minute cafecito and connection call with me. You can go to fearlessmuhead.com, click on coaching, and you'll find a link that'll take you straight to my calendar. So go ahead and connect with me me. You can also find that link in the show notes. And hey, if you haven't left a review for the Fearless Mujer podcast and you have Apple, go ahead and leave me a review. Let me know that you're loving this podcast. All right, girl. God bless.